Are you ready to listen to a podcast? Jonesy and Amanda in the morning. WSFM. Everybody shout. Come on now, sing out. It's time for the ghoulies get together. I think I might have seen it on TV. <laughs> it's how sad my life has become. We've got this email from Kelly. What gets my ghoulies leaf blowers? I hate the sight of them, the sound of them. What's the point of blowing leaves off your driveway onto the road only for them to be blown back onto your drive once you go inside? Why not sweep them up and put them in your green bin? Oh, Genius. Keep it, keep it in church, hippie. The idea, I guess, is to blow them out of, you know, out of your yard into someone else's. Yeah, well, you get, or you get the suck feature. Is there a suck feature? Yeah, you get a suck feature. <laughs> you get a suck feature on them. I've got one on mine. So you blow them all to one area no, and no, then press suck. I don't blow at all. I just suck. That's all I do. I get up there. I get on my roof. And that's how I clean my gutters. And then you put all that from the into the green bin. Yeah. Oh, it's so it's like a vacuum cleaner for your leaves. Yeah, it's got a big bag on it. Well, then why don't we insist people do that rather than blow? I don't know. Claire's in Oyster Bay. You were in Oyster Bay yesterday. I Amanda. was indeed. Hello, Claire. Hey, welcome to Oyster Bay. <laughs> I loved it. What I used gets to live in Oyster ghoulies? Bay. I enjoyed it very much. And did you see Seal there, Jonesy? <laughs> yeah, I saw Seal walking through Oyster Bay. Through my lounge room. <laughs> such an aura, such a presence. What gets you ghoulies, Claire? My ghoulies is when I come in on the Monday and the weekend staff have deliberately missed with my, uh, with my desk. So things like they change the desk height of my chair so I fall off. They put my phone on mute so I miss my call. And sometimes they wrap up all my stationery. <laughs> Why do they do that? Just to raz you? Just to mess with me. So oh. I'm actually hoping that you might have some ideas for revenge for me. Oh, there is a world. Have you ever heard of liquid ass? No. Oh, it's great. It's this stuff in a bottle. We've got it here. You just put a couple of drops on the chair of them. Not on your own, Claire. Not on your own chair. <laughs> and it, the hilarity ensues. Well, but make sure it's not in your own office because you'll have to smell it too. And it's don't get it on your hands. Super gluing the phone. That's a good one. Mm. <laughs> All right, yeah. That's what Munz always does. Don't want to get fired. Don't get fired. <laughs> no, don't do this to the boss. Would yeah, be don't, the actually, don't tell us either. We'll just, Claire didn't do it. And we'll be your alibi. Yeah, Seal did it. <laughs> you blame Seal as he's wandering through your office. <laughs> the WSFM reaction line is coming up at 8 o'clock this morning. A manly wants to appoint league bad boy John Hopawadi as head coach of its under-18s team for next season. Sarah, talk us through why John Hopawate has been in the headlines for negative reasons. Well, for many years he's been making news for the wrong reasons. Um, he is the most suspended player in NRL history. Of course, the infamous finger-poking move, earning him a 12-week ban many years this ago. Is, let's be blunt, where on the field he put his finger up people's bottoms to Correct. disarm them. Yes, I think it dovetailed right. into Prostate Awareness Month, though. Yeah. Stopped him biting his nails, though, which was great. <laughs> and what else has he done? Look, he also served a 17-match suspension for king-hitting a player on the field in 2005. Now, add that to a conviction for an assault outside a King's Cross nightclub in 2011 and also intimidating a parking officer in 2013. Mm. It's all painting a bit of a picture, isn't it? He did have a successful 14-year career, though. Yeah. It, and I, and he, he was a good player. I suppose that is what um, is making some of the decision-makers at Manly think that he has something to offer these young men. Having said that, though... Is John Hopawadi the right person to be mentoring young men? Rugby league has a terrible image problem at the moment. Well, that's right. And being their mentor, being their coach, means you're also in charge of their pastoral care. You can see a whole lot of footballers seem to have gone off the rails since the grand final mm. because they're no longer under the tutelage of their coaches and under the teams. It's a very important role. I say no. What do you think? The WSFM reaction line, is John Hopawadi the right person to be mentoring young women? Um, young women, young men. Young people, I think.
Okay. What, what if he's actually turned his life around and he could teach these kids what not to do? Just shows Manly's not serious about cleaning up the active players outside the game. Oh, I think John Hoppawati's a bit of a goose and it's, he's just nowhere near a mentor for any young man. He's a thug. They weren't anywhere near our young uh, footballers. You know, forget about his passing or what he you know, makes mistakes and I, I think it's a good idea. He'll be a, he'll be a good coach. Hoppawati, he's done his time. Is he reformed? We won't know unless we give him a shot. Television. Television is simply a picture on the screen of a receiving set. Passenger seatbelt for Andrew Mikado. Discover a highway of dangerous curves and driving ambition. Here's our TV guy. It's Andrew Mikado. Hey, Andrew. Hello. Hello. Tell us how um, the new show, The Verdict's going. This is uh, Carl Sifanovic's uh, evening mm. sojourn with. People like Jackie Lambie and Mark Latham yelling at each other. I noticed the blurb in the promo and it said, if you want informed opinion from the country's big talking heads. And I sent him a text as a joke. I said, well, you know where to come if you want ill-informed opinion. And Carl always answers my text. He didn't answer this text. Uh, this was before oh, the show I went to air. Because the show's not going terribly well. Mm-hmm. Uh, the first episode was just a mess because all the panellists were screaming at each other and talking over the top of each other. And it's astounding to think that this is Nine's version of Q&A on the ABC. And, you know, Q&A is a totally live show. And yet the verdict, not only is it pre-recorded, but they edit out the really bad bits. So if that's what ends up on the screen, oh, I think there needs to be a little bit more control there. It's not doing terribly well in the ratings. But do people care about that sort of stuff? Are, are the people going to watch other people give opinions on stuff? Are you, if you're going to watch the Q&A stuff, you're a big lefty who loves that stuff. But do people, normal people, to John and Jenny, do they enjoy that stuff? You can't just say an ABC audience is just hardline lefties. ABC rates over a million with this yeah, kind of stuff. Is, they're, a, they're normal yeah. Australians who watch that the ABC. Yes, but what I'm saying, there's only one place for that. That That's it. That avenue yes, has but been they're exhausted. Not, but the normal Australians aren't... Yeah. Uh, not watching the ABC. ABC attracts I, normal Australians. I tell you what, normal Australians don't watch Media Watch. I mean, don't watch uh, q and I don't agree with that. I do not Please agree with that. Have a look at those ratings, Jonesy. Some yeah, nights those shows are really winning their time slots. Lee Sales, 7.30 program is oh, 1.3 that's a great million, show. as is that. Q&A, over a million viewers. Yeah, the, the 7.30 is better than Q&A. Oh, have you ever watched Q&A? Yeah, I've watched Q&A. I've watched it many times. I'm intrigued to see that the last ever episode of Two and a Half Men is screening tonight on Channel 9. I didn't realise they'd even stopped finish it until I heard about this. Well, you know, the, this last episode aired in the US last February and there was a lot of fuss about it because they were hinting that Charlie Sheen was going to come back for this supersized episode and maybe his character hadn't really died. Um, plot spoiler ahead, Charlie Sheen did not come back for the final episode. He still, you know, is having a huge feud with the producer, but the entire last episode is uh, in jokes about the fact that he might be coming back with a cameo from Arnold Schwarzenegger. Gee, his comeback career is going well, isn't it? (laughs) Mm. Well, speaking of comeback careers, is this true? Charo from The Love Boat. Remember Charo and The Love Boat? She used to always be in it every week doing something different. but She was a guest star on every American show for a period of time. So we haven't seen her on telly for a thousand years, but now she's getting her own reality TV series. Is is that true? (laughs) It's absolutely true. Her catchphrase used to be coochie, coochie, coo. That's right. now in her reality TV show, it's going to be about her, her husband, her growing boys, their heavy metal 
friends, uh, their dogs in the pool, her randy dancers, and apparently she also has a ball. And so that mixed up, and she says, look, we just like to cook paella over an open fire in the backyard in Beverly Hills, and the neighbours call the police on us. Why? I'd watch that. Wouldn't Charo's sons be in their 80s by now? (laughs) (laughs) Maybe they should get Carl cooking up a paella next to his neighbours. I'd watch that. (laughs) Carl Stefanovic cooks paella. Mm. What do you reckon? No, it's already done on the living room with Miguel. Miguel. (laughs) Andrew, it's always good to talk to you, bro. Thank you, guys. Have a great week. Our TV guy, Andrew McCutter. That's a good idea. Carl cooks stuff. What about that? Well, he's put out a barbecue cookbook. Yeah, and that sold like the Dickens. <laughs> Dickens. I think Dickens may have outsold it. <laughs> <laughs> you, you don't learn that by not watching ABC. What are you chortling about? <laughs> Daily Mail Online has a... <laughs> I love the Daily Mail Online. It's just, it's Cooksville. You reckon it's Cooksville? It's Cooksville. They, they, must have, they must have a hilarious time writing the stories. Because they take the smallest of stories and embellish them into these incredibly overwrought mm. pieces of journalism. The one I'm laughing at today has our friend Richard Reed. I love Richard Reed. Richard Reed is in Celebrity Apprentice. Yep. Um, good friend of the show. Good friend of the show. Uh, he actually looks, have a look at that. Look how good he looks. Is that Richard in his Speedos? Richard in his Speedos at Bondi Beach on the weekend. He looks like a fatter version of Peter Evans. Well, he's not fatter. He just looks uh, not looks fat. good. Let me rephrase that. A. Beefier. Beefier version of, uh, of Pete Evans. There's one photo of just him with his headphones in looking at a magazine. It says, bearing all. Richard flaunted his hairy, manly figure as he dressed in a pair of dark navy budgie smugglers. The next photo, it's him putting some sunscreen on, laying up. The reality television star kept sun safe, spraying sunscreen across his chest and arms. <laughs> you know, there's got these vivid descriptions, but can I read you the descriptions in the story? Basically, the story is... That they saw him at the beach, yep. eating some McDonald's and putting on some sunscreen. But they've managed to embellish that into quite a long story. Summer loving. Celebrity apprentices Richard Reed appears to have caught the sun while relaxing at a beach and munching on McDonald's. <laughs> <laughs> he isn't one to shy away from the limelight. limelight. And on Sunday, the entertainment guru made sure all eyes were focused in his direction as he sunbaked on Bondi Beach in a tiny pair of black swim shorts. The Channel 9 reality television contestant showed off a slightly red complexion as he relaxed beachside and tucked into a McDonald's meal. While lying on his side with his legs stretched out in front of him, Richard flaunted his hairy, manly figure as he soaked up the sun. Appearing not to have a care in the world, he listened on to, t- he listened on to tunes through his headphones while covering his eyes with a large pair of sunglasses. <laughs> Despite the minimal clothing, Richard tried to keep sun safe in the warm spring weather, spraying sunscreen across his chest before rubbing it in with two hands. <laughs> well, this is descriptive. <laughs> with his hair slicked back and parted to the right... <laughs> The television personality struck up a conversation with a member of the public. Appearing to be interested in the in-depth conversation, Richard removed his sunglasses from his head. The pair then made their way to the water where they kept their feet cool in the waves as they continued their chat. Wow. What what does this say? In other words, they saw Richard at the beach eating McDonald's. Well. They've made it sound like a Mills and Boone. <laughs> with his hair slicked back and parted to the right, he rubbed his cream in with two chests. Actually, that's not right. With two hands. 
Oh. oh, well, it's a complimentary story and the photos look great, so Richard will be happy. He would that's be weird. indeed. Oh, here he comes. Watch out, boy. He'll chew you up. Hey, I'm going old school for you guys. I'm a man-eater. He was there chatting up chicks, obviously, oh, at the beach. No. <laughs> no one wants a man-eater at the beach. <laughs> no, sharks are bad enough. Do you remember a couple of years ago, one of the new quirky television shows uh, was Killer Karaoke? It yes. was funny to watch a couple of times. It got a bit samey, but the premise of Killer Karaoke was that people came on as contestants and they had to sing karaoke songs, but often they'd be in pools of snakes. They'd mm. sit on a little swing that would be lowered into pools of writhing pythons. It was disgusting. Or they'd be blindfolded and they'd have to walk through and negotiate their way through uh, cactuses or they'd have to hold spiders and they'd be trying to hold a tune at the same time. Can you give me feet? Can <laughs> <laughs> you give me Even when you hold me tight. James Blunt say about that. <laughs> well, there's a new, <laughs> there's a different version uh, around the. A director and photographer has tried to recreate this with chilioki. So what this person has done is she has given the friends of hers who are well-known singers. Mm. She gets them to chomp on a b h u t j o l o k i e r a boot jolokia which is a ghost pepper, one of the world's hottest peppers. So they stand there. You see in the vision, you see them being given this chilli. They chomp on it. And then seconds later, they have to sing. New money, suit and tie. I can read you like a magazine. Hey, hey, funny rumours fly. And I know you've heard about me. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> That's what ended for Taylor. That's chilli Yeah. And what about this one? I think he had some bad meatloaf. <laughs> he had a chili the size of Wisconsin. Jonesy's fact is in the house tonight. Everybody have a factual time. Big fact gonna make you lose your mind. I'm ready for a factual time. Are you ready for a factual time? Redfoo's ready for a factual time. Yeah, baby. There is an 84% chance that by the age of 18, you've already met the person you will marry. 84%? 84%. That's freaky. Kids, think about this now. Make wise choices. So, tell me that again. There's an 84% chance by the age of 18, you'll already have met the person you're going to marry. Oh, so if you're dreaming of marrying, no. I don't know, George Michael, it's not going to happen for you. <laughs> no. If you <laughs> haven't met him by the time you're 18. Unless a lot of laws change. You, know, you won't be marrying George Michael. Well, you can go to Canada. That's true. Big fact going to make you lose your mind. Woo. So everybody have a factual time. Yeah. 
usually on this day information is the domain of a lazy radio show. When you hear people doing on this day information, you say, well, they've given up. That's we seem lazy. to do a lot of it, though. Well, but this is interesting. The Opera House opened on this day in 1973. Picture a young Jonesy sitting in the forecourt with a lot of other primary school students as the Queen came and opened the Opera House. And some Indian bloke sung a song up on the top of the sails, if I remember rightly. Was he supposed to be Indigenous, Australian? No, it was. An, I'm sure it was like a, a, an Indian. Like, not an Indian Indian, an Indian. Someone from the country India? No, a woo-woo Indian. You know, like a red-skinned Indian. Well, I think we call them Native Americans. <laughs> okay. Got anyway, he was in a, a world of trouble here. <laughs> well, he was a the one who was on the top. Can you say that? No, you cannot. Are you sure? No, I'm sure. Well, I apologise for misspeaking. <laughs> also on this, I just, you're supposed to cover me. You're not supposed to drop me in it. Also on this day. Marks the 20th anniversary of the movie Showgirls. Here you go. Which was deemed one of the worst movies ever made due to its nonsensical plots, odd musical numbers, awful acting and incessant nudity. It earned just $8 million at the box office. But it so it was like deemed bad for all its nudity. Mm. And the director, Paul Verhoeven, has come out and said, it was all my fault and I publicly apologised to Elizabeth Berkeley who was in Showgirls because it ruined her career. You remember Elizabeth Show, uh, Berkeley? She was in Saved by the Bell. Remember that song? It's all right now I'm saved by the bell. It was on afternoons. You come home from school and you watch it. <laughs> Never saw it. It was 1995 but I was like, you know. How old were you? You're, 20, <laughs> you're in your 20s. <laughs> I'd come home and, and watch Saved uh, by the Bell. Yeah, I'd watch it because I'd, I'd sneer at it. I'd go, as if. But then I'd come <laughs> I never watched Saved by the Bell. What was it about? She played, well, it's these kids in high school mm. and there was a guy and there was another guy and that Screech guy, you know that Screech guy? No. She played Jessie Spano and she used to do stuff like this. Hey, but Spirit's not all we have here at Bayside, Johnny. As class president and school newspaper editor, let me tell you more about Bayside. Sure. Sam. I don't understand a single word she said. Well, that was Elizabeth Berkeley. So she went from that to this. Can I ask you a question? Sure. When you researched this story yesterday, yes. how long did you spend watching Showgirls? I watched the whole movie. <laughs> So you Very weren't, sexy. you weren't one of the people complaining about the excessive the <laughs> no, excessive nudity. It needed more. But you know who it uh, needed more. You know who dodged a bullet there? Charlize Theron. She almost watched it. She was begging for the role. To be in it. She wanted to be Elizabeth Berkeley. She mm. wanted to get the kid off. <laughs> there wouldn't have been any monster. What? She was in Monster. Charlize Theron was in Monster. Yes, you wouldn't have spent so long researching that. <laughs> no. <laughs> Women with no makeup on. What's the point? Anyway, on this day, information is the domain of a lazy radio show. What about Marble Tablegate? How good is that? Penny Wong, in, and they're talking about, well, the table was broken and she's got a head in her hands. A parliamentary inquiry. Yeah, this is what happens. Well, what has happened is that Tony Abbott has announced he'll pay for the Marble Table. I think it's come to just over $500. This, Which is pretty good value, I really. would have thought so, too. Must be an imitation marble. They've undervalued it for the repayment, sure. Marble is quite brittle. Well, what happened was that a party was held the night that he was deposed. Rumours of people dancing on the table. Table was smashed. Mm, it's going to happen. Going to happen. And I don't mind that it happened. I think good on them. They had to let off steam. There's a lot going on You're a night. big table dancer. You bet I am. I like to dance on big tables. It does remind me, though, there have been some interesting parliamentary furniture stories. Yeah. Remember Troy Buswell? Let's just run through the list of things that have happened okay. on parliamentary furniture. I remember Troy Buswell. In 2008, there were revelations that f he was the former treasurer of Western Australia that he sniffed the chair a woman had been sitting on when she got up and 
this is the quote, writhed in mock sexual pleasure during the experience. That's how it was reported. Yeah. Dreadful. What about Jan Murray? Remember this? In 1988, Jan, Jan, well, Jan Brown or Jan Murray was her name, but she was married to Jan Brown. Yes. Uh, She's married to John Brown. (laughs) Yep. In 1988, John Brown was the subject of national headlines due to revelations that he and his then-wife Jan had celebrated a victory one night by having saucy business on his desk in his office in Parliament House. Yeah, a lot of people said, that's a hell of a sharpening you've got on your desk, mate. (laughs) He didn't stand for re-election in 1990. (laughs) Um, They later divorced. (laughs) Those kids can't make it. Who can? You may remember the case of Matt Brown. Oh, Matt Brown. This is your favourite, I Mike know. Mike Chesterfield. I'll just read the story as it, as it is done writ. <laughs> New South Wales Police Minister Matt Brown resigned in 2008 after it was revealed he had danced semi-naked on a couch and simulated a sex act on a female Labor MP during a drunken party in Parliament House. His antics were observed by a number of MPs partying in his office as well as revellers next door in the office of Ports Minister Joe Tripodi, which shares a balcony with Matt Brown's office. A witness told The Australian that Mr Brown stripped down to his, quote, very brief underpants and danced to loud Oxford Street-style techno music on a green leather Chesterfield couch he'd recently ordered for his office. (laughs) The witness said Mr Brown mounted the chest of Wollongong MP (laughs) Noreen Hay and said some unsavoury words. (laughs) These are the people that will lead our country. Uh, so dancing on the marble table doesn't seem so bad. <laughs> I think, Tony, you can go down to Ikea. Pick up another E. was talking to Chris Brown the other day. The good Dr. Chris the Brown? Good Dr. Or the ne'er-do-well wife beater? No, rapper. the good vet good. Dr. Chris Brown, Bondi vet from the living room. I don't want you mixing room. with that other guy. No, no. And the way he treats animals is just terrible. No, I'm talking about Chris Brown, Dr. Chris Brown, Bondi vet. Yep. So uh, he said that <laughs> he looked a bit embarrassed. He said, I've just had an awkward moment. It's hard to imagine Chris Brown having an awkward moment. He's never had an awkward moment in his life. He was talking to a girl. He gave me no further details, despite the fact I quizzed him hard. (laughs) (laughs) He's talking to a girl and he gets in his car, the window's down, turns on the car, he's waving to this girl who's standing next to the car. Mm -hmm. And he's listening to the radio. He's listening to WSF. What are the chances? A song kicks in. But it's right at the very beginning of the song right. to the point where, to all intents and purposes, she thinks that he has this CD in his car, queued up and ready to go. Yeah, right. So here he is. He turns on the car and this is what they hear. <laughs> Let's go, girl. So she thinks he's listening to Shania Twain's CDs <laughs> In his car. And he's just delighted her and she's going, man, he is so cool. What a passion killer. <laughs> what a, yeah. You'd doubt someone, wouldn't you? You would. He's got would. Shania Twain queued up and ready to go. Chris Brown gets into his car and Shania Twain. Music starts. can let you down. Music can let you down. It's happened many, many, many times. Do you remember that story Andrew O'Keefe told us when he was singing? His, <laughs> his friend said, you have to sing at my wedding. Please sing at my wedding. He didn't want to, but he said, all right. The song she chooses is from Jesus Christ Superstar, a beautiful mm-hmm. song. But he's he's singing along and he gets to the line and mother of the bride's looking at him and he sings, it's I don't know how to love him. And yeah. he's singing the words, and, and she's I've had, had so, so many, many men, men before. In very many <laughs> ways, he's just one more. And he thinks, this isn't right. It's not right. It's not right. Music can let you down. Mm. I was at this hippie wedding. It's like a Buddhist hippie wedding. What's the one where they've got like a gong? So the <laughs> you went on red faces. <laughs> no, 
was a wedding. So they're all gathered together in the Southern Highlands somewhere, and there's like a, you know, do you take this bride to be blah, blah, blah. And then there's a gong, gong, and then the, the gong. Uh, Sounds beautiful. The gong gongs. And for reasons I, I don't know, but I put my phone in my wife's bag. Not on silent. Not on silent. On full loud. And my ringtone at the time was this. So, and that just went forever. And I was torn because I wanted to rock out at the same time. <laughs> you had to listen to the gong gonging. There was gonging gong in the background with guns and roses oh. in twine. You've made their wedding a beautiful thing. That day, music failed me. All right. Well, music will fail. When has the music let you down? Hello, Steve. What happened? Well, it wasn't exactly me. It was a mate of mine, a close mate of mine. We went to his wedding. Uh, everything went smoothly. It was a fantastic day. Uh, came up to the bridal waltz. And uh, they started playing rock set. It used to be love, but it's over now. <laughs> oh, and, uh, and and we thought we thought it was a jo- it was a joke. And uh, they continued the whole song. We're just rolling around on the ground laughing. And, and they didn't. I don't know. If they listened to the music or or the words. I'm not sure. So do you think that they just thought, oh, that's a nice song. We'll it's pick nice that. Song. But the lyrics say it, it must, must have been be love, love, but it's, it's over, over now. now. Exactly, exactly. You know, and I and I said to myself, uh, and a mate next to me, I said, I think I think she's not right in the head, this girl. Because, <laughs> and, it, it, and it proved to be true because uh, later on they uh, sort of divorced a couple of years later. But uh, yeah, no, no lie, no. All That's the a beauty. That. I like how you've taken aside. She's not right in the head, this <laughs> mate. Girl. Get out. Can <laughs> I, was Vivian? at the bridal table. <laughs> Viv, hello. It's another wedding story, hello. Vivian. And it is actually a wedding story. It was our wedding. Uh, we were getting married in a restaurant, actually, at uh, the Rowers Club at Dremoyne. My husband uh, went to check the music system the night before. We had it all on iPod, the whole thing. And uh, comes the day, uh, the next day, I'm walking through the celebrants waving madly on the other end, going, the music's not working. Anyway, we didn't care. I was laughing my head off. She said, thank God you're not a bridezilla. We didn't care. Went through it, the whole thing. Then the whole, throughout the whole day, we couldn't hear any music. And one of my cousins went into the lady. She goes, I found your music. It was being piped into the lady's <laughs> toilet. <laughs> oh, yeah. oh, nice. All your romantic tunes, your bridal yeah. walls, all into the toilet. Hope the marriage wasn't in the toilet, Vivian. Yeah. Still going no, strong? No, no, no. I, I, it's still going strong. Still going strong. <laughs> Did everyone go into the uh, toilet to do the hokey pokey? <laughs> 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 Thanks, Vivian. We're going to take more of your calls. When has music let you down? What happened, Lorraine? Uh, we were on our way to Swansea on our um, Goldwing motorbike uh, to get the headphones in our um, helmets fixed. Um because the music wouldn't work. So we had the speakers blaring out, as we do, with 18,000 songs on our bike. Mm. As we're going through Swansea down the main street, the song that started to play was, How Much Is That Doggy in the Window? Oh, there. Did we look cool? So you're riding a motorbike and out blaring is How Much Is That Doggy on the Window? Yes. Doggy in the window, I think you're fine. Yeah, doggy in the window. Hilarious. Why why would you even have that song in there? Well, I I just have a Terrible musical taste. (laughs) 
No, I had I had Wild Thing, I had ACDC. Yeah. You name the music I had. Yeah, but you had how much is that doggy in the window? You maybe haven't for answered quirky, the question. Maybe Lorraine, for quirky value. No, Jonesy, it'd be for quirky value for once every now and then. Have you been consulting Lorraine on her musical choice <laughs> to get a man? But you don't expect it to play no. when you're going down well, the you're main street. On a motorbike, you're riding through town. Yeah. Hi, Linda. Hi, how are you, Amanda? Very well. What happened? Okay, I'm at my mum's funeral. In the stress of the morning, I've forgotten to turn my phone off. I'm, we're sitting there. My daughter is just starting to sing mum's request, which was the Lord's Prayer, mm. and my phone goes off. The boys at work for a joke had put Barbie Girl on as my oh. ringtone. So your daughter singing, Our Father who yes. art in heaven. That's the one. And that comes in. That's it. What, uh, what happened? Oh, look, I, I was mortified. I just was trying to scrubble through my handbag to find my phone, try and look like it was somebody else, not me. <laughs> so you weren't able to laugh. You wouldn't think that your mum would have thought it was funny? Well, mum actually would have thought it was funny, yeah. but... <laughs> Yeah. Didn't seem appropriate. <laughs> no. When no. is aqua appropriate? No, do I don't think? know. Thanks, Linda. Hello, Tim. Hey, Jamesy, how are you? Good, thanks, bro. What happened, Tim? When did the music let you down? Oh, uh, it was on my wedding day. We have a, a, a great song choice for the bridal waltz. It was uh, Aerosmith. I don't want to miss a thing. And then I'm no dancer of any description, so I've been practicing this dance for the second song for weeks and weeks and weeks and we had it set up to smash mouth I'm a believer so nice. really upbeat we're about to swing around and the DJ got the Shrek version sung by Donkey <laughs> and it turned into an oompa loompa squat rather than a, an upbeat dance so you had the have we got I've got that here this is the uh, <laughs> sung by the Donkey oh that's classic and did you manage to pull it off well, we did. A few squatting and a few uh, knee bends, and it sort of didn't look too bad, but yeah. uh, it certainly wasn't what we had planned. No. <laughs> you couldn't have done any worse than me in dancing, mate. Well, that's true. <laughs> Thank you, Tim. You don't expect a song sung by a donkey at your wedding. <laughs> <laughs> I was the only ass at that wedding. Mm. <laughs> Our dear friend of the show, news presenter, journalist for The Seven News, Mark Ferguson joins us. He's doing the Seven Bridges Walk to raise money and awareness for the Cancer Council of New South Wales this weekend. He does this every year. He's a good guy. He's a great guy. This room is always better when he's in it. Hello, Mark. Hello there, Amanda, and hello, Jonesy. Hello, Lovely Mark. to be back. It's good to have you back. A dear friend. You know, that's a word that gets Very dear friend. Around, you know, now, also, a friend listen, of the show. he listens to the show. You said that you've had a moment where music let you down. I, I heard you mention that this morning and I had a cold sweat break over just thinking about that moment. It was about 37, 38 years ago. Blue Light Disco, Tamworth Town Hall. Oh, here we go. It had taken me a long time to work up the courage to ask a certain girl for a dance. I'd left it too late. Little did I know. Finally asked, got the yes, moved into disco position. Yep. <laughs> Only 20 seconds later, it was the last song of the night and they played this. Oh, no. That's serious. That involves emotional commitment. Yeah. And that touching involves, her. That involves at 13, 14 years of age putting your arm What's around that a someone. smooth do to you? So what did you do? I wasn't up to it. I panicked. <laughs> I apologised and I walked away. No. Yes. You didn't go through with it. That was the night that music You should have just punched, punched, me her, in the, punched her in the arm oh. and said, ah, oh, just kidding. Oh. Melinda, you know who you are. <laughs> What are you doing? Sounds like he's on smooth now. Listen to him. Now, tell us about the Seven Bridges Walk. Yes, the Seven Bridges Walk. It's this Sunday. It's an absolutely fabulous day uh, out there crossing our uh, our beautiful harbour seven times over. 
Not Beautiful the same walk. bridge back and forth. You can do that if you want, Amanda. You can do yeah. that if you want. You can, so there you, there you, are no rules, but no, there are seven beautiful Sydney bridges. Sydney Bridge. Sydney Harbour Bridge, the Iron Cove Bridge, yep. the Gladesville Bridge, around you go. Uh, a fantastic walk, a wonderful morning out, spending time with friends and family, but most importantly, uh, raising many, many dollars for cancer research. How quick can you do it? It takes a while. Uh, between uh, the photo opportunities um, at North Sydney <laughs> yeah. and me getting back into the studio, I only managed five of the seven bridges last year. You only did five? I only did five. I'm hoping to get right around the course this year, uh, but most people that start... Do the entire course. They raise wonderful, wonderful. So an old lady that had a hip replacement. She yeah. did it. Yeah, she came past me at quite some speed. <laughs> she was in a Zimmer frame. <laughs> she was good. She was very good. And I, people I, wanted photos with her more than with you. <laughs> Move over, show pony. I want a picture with the old lady. No one likes to show off. What about? Uh, I'll only be impressed when you do Tom Ugly's bridge when this is included in this so-called uh, cavalcade of bridges because that bridge has been part of Sydney's infrastructure for m- more than any of the other bridges. So he brings it back to the shire. Yeah. Every it's single not about, time. It's not a shy thing. It's not a shy it thing. It must it's wear thin with you, Amanda, over the years. So, so thin, yeah. Mark. So Where thin. Look, I will sponsor you if you want to stay in the Shire Sunday morning <laughs> yes. and walk back and back and forth. Why don't you uh, do that? Let's do... Well, like, I always like a challenge with you. <laughs> okay, sure. I will do a certain distance on the Seven Bridges Walk. If you yeah. can match the distance going back and forth, Tom Ugly's Bridge, I'll, yeah. I'll, I'll, I'll sponsor. Anything you do, I can do. Will better. you do that on Sunday, Brendan? Of and Instagram course. shots of you doing it on Sunday morning? Of course. If it doesn't get in the way of the Gold Coast 600, then... Uh, I'll be doing that. But this isn't about me. Uh, finally. This is about, this is about Mark Ferguson. And you are a well-learned individual. And well may you say that you know a lot about bridges. But do you really know a lot about bridges? Will you do a quiz with us? Oh, dear. Here we go. It's time to play. How well does Mark Ferguson know his bridges? You ready to start? I'm a little Hello, bit Hello, Mark. How are you? <laughs> yes. Lovely to be here on the quiz show. We've got Melinda on the line. <laughs> <laughs> Melinda, I'm sorry. I apologise. She the says song it was, was the just, luckiest break of her life. The song was too much too soon. <laughs> Mark, question number one for you. Which actor played the dude in The Big Lebowski? Jeff Bridges. Correct. Gee. Have a listen to this. <laughs> That's Gary Coleman in Different Strokes. Who played Willis, though? Pass. Oh, you pass. You have an answer. You have pass. no answer? The answer Buzzer. is Todd Bridges. Todd Bridges. I didn't know. I used to love that show. All right. We want you to sing the next line to this Alicia Bridges song. I like the nightlife. I like to boogie. Close enough. That's it's pretty here. good. Is that good? Sort of song I was hoping for with Melinda all those years. Melinda would be you would have done a lot better with Melinda. You could have been married now. I would have been doing. So, well, don't say that to I Jane. Been, I would have been doing the sprinkler with that one. You're going wild. Legend Lloyd Bridges has two sons. Which followed him into the acting world? Was it Jeff Bridges and who? Uh, that would be Junior Bridges. It's Bo Bridges. Oh, Bo. Buzzing. Bo Bridges. Young Bo. Which of the biggest loser trainers is Commando having a baby with? That would be Michelle Sixpack Bridges. Correct. Wow. Don't, don't just answer the questions, mate. There's no need to sass it. A final we'll question for you. This is an award-winning show. I'm you haven't got too up. many of them, right? Award-winning or otherwise. Here we go. Rapper Christopher Bridges, a.k.a. Ludacris, is featured rapping in this song. Have a listen. She knows she got me dazing because she was so amazing. And now my heart is breaking. But I just keep on saying. Baby, 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 
Who's the main singer of that song? Oh, I'm going to say Christina Aguilera. <laughs> really? No, it's Justin Bieber. <laughs> they sound they sound very much alike to me. Buzzer for Ferguson again. <laughs> Man, it's always great to see you in the studio. I, oh, I don't know sorry. why you're in today. We could have just talked about the Seven Bridges walk without so, you coming in and doing all this. I mean, I feel I've been set up. In past, you, you've told me there's a quiz. You've given me the questions. You've given me the answers the night before. Yeah. There was none of that preparation <laughs> no, this time. No. no, I think a man has gone the turn. This time we gave you some preparation H, and that was all we gave you. <laughs> Mark, thank you for coming in. The Seven Bridges Walk is this Sunday. Go to sevenbridgeswalk.com.au for more information. And watch the telly tonight, 6 o'clock. There he'll be for all and sundry. Love to see you tonight. Love to see you out there on Sunday. If you uh, are passing me by, Zimmer frame or not, come over and say hello. (laughs) Mark Ferguson, thank you. Jonesy and Amanda in the morning. Sydney's WSFM.